You're listening to the Calvary Church Audio Experience, designed to empower and encourage you throughout your week. The podcast, episode 10, Overcoming Inferiority Feelings. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ben Daly is back. I want to welcome you to the podcast. And as you know by now, I have created this podcast with one thing in mind. Every single week, I want to remind you of the gospel. Do you know what the gospel is? It's good news. And here it is. God has done it all. I'm so glad Jesus said it's finished. He didn't say it's kind of finished or it's halfway finished. He said, it's finished. The only thing you can do now is respond. That's it. He offers no carrots, no sticks, just invitations. And I hope you hear an invitation today. If you're tired, if you're worn out, if you're burned out on religion, do-it-yourself living, I hope you hear his voice today say, come to me. Jesus loves you. The Father loves you more than you know. And if you need proof, just look at the cross, look at the empty grave. He died for you. He he lives for you. I just think his intentions are clear. He wants you to be with him and enjoy him forever. He's given you such a good gift. It's life, not just any kind of life, life that's free, life that's full, life that's abundant, super abundant. So today, can I say, no matter what platform you're listening on or if you're watching, uh, you know, the video format, this podcast is created to bring you good news. Such good news that the bad news don't even matter. Why focus on all the bad news when you can focus on all this good news while you're driving, running errands, maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're at the grocery store and you got headphones on or you're working out or you're cleaning your house or your apartment or you're sending emails or you're on social media, whatever. I just pray that This podcast, the podcast, encourages you, and you get something out of it, something good. And if you do, please, 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 I'm not trying to beg, but please add this podcast to your rotation, and then do me a favor, rate the podcast, write a review, give me five stars, come on, help me take this good news everywhere. You know, episode seven of the podcast, I talked about areas of introspection that produce self-hatred, and you may want to go back and check it out. You can go back and check out all the other podcasts, but I talked about special glasses. I'm a glasses guy, but I'm not talking about glasses that are worn on your eyes. Remember, glasses worn on your heart. I had to take a break because my friend Lynn Hiles was here. But I was talking to you about those devilish lenses that distort the way you view life. And sadly, I think many of us live in defeat because we're looking at life through these glasses instead of through God's eyes. And here's how it works. Remember, the attitudes that fill your heart, we're dealing with heart stuff, the attitudes that fill your heart form the way you view the world around you. So, What's around you does not determine what you see. What's within you does. You really don't see things as they are. You see things as you are. And when those wrong attitudes seize control of your heart, 
your perspective gets thrown out of whack. Let me tell you about some glasses. Remember, inferiority glasses. Those glasses on your heart draw your attention, remember, to four areas of introspection that produce self-hatred, right? Do you remember? If you missed it, go back. I talked about physical appearance. That's a big one. Uh, how about this one? Intelligence. How about this one? Ability. How about this one? Achievement. I talked about all of those. But people hate themselves for, for many other reasons. I focused on those four. I mean, you could talk about self-pity. You could talk about feelings of failure. You could talk about excessive introspection, guilt from past sin, shame, rejection by others, lack of purpose in life, whatever. God did not create you. Today on this podcast, hear me, God did not create you so you could find a reason to self-destruct. Listen, you're never going to function to your fullest potential as long as you are viewing yourself as inferior. I have said this before. If you're going to attain a healthy self-image, it's going to require that you begin to see yourself the way God sees you. That's faith. Beginning to believe what God knows true about you. Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians 5. He says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Maybe you grew up in church and, and, and you've heard that or maybe even, you know, quoted that verse many, many times before. If you've never heard it, it's really good. You need to hear it. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. But have you really thought about what it means to be new? Listen, believer, you aren't merely improved. You aren't modified. You aren't tweaked. You aren't reconditioned. You aren't reupholstered. You're not rebranded. When, when it says you're new, you are wholly new. Do you know what that word means? Something that you never were before. Wow. Now that you are new in Christ, you got to begin to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And really, that's what I want to happen on the podcast, that you begin to renew your mind, or another way of saying it is redirecting your imagination. And, and, and that's big because there's a fight going on for your imagination. And this is very important to understand because there's a direct relationship between how you use your imagination and what you receive from God. I may talk about that later on. But basically, you got to discover. I'm just saying, you got to discover more and more, which is really the, the journey of our growth. Some people call it spiritual growth. I call it soul growth, whatever. But we got to discover our new God-given identity. Now that God's changed us within, right? It always starts within. We can begin to see ourselves as God sees us. And we can begin to believe what God believes true about us. But I get this question a lot. Okay, all of this is good, but how do I get rid of this self-destructive perspective? How do I deal with inferiority feelings? How do I take off these inferiority glasses that are just coloring the way I see everything in life? Well, we got to remember some vital truths that are wrapped up in the gospel, the good news 
of God's grace. So I'm going to give you quickly today three things on the podcast that you got to grab hold of if you're going to really get a hold of this and overcome inferiority feelings. I think all of us, you know, if, if, if you're not there, you have been there. You know what that's like. But the reality is we got to get a hold of this stuff. So the first thing I would say to you today is this. you got to remember, come on, that your old self has already died with Christ. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Galatians 2.20, what did Paul say? He said this, I've been crucified with Christ. He said, it's no longer I that even live. He says, but Christ lives in me, the Christ life. Can I just encourage you today? Jesus will become real. I told you on the podcast, we talk a lot about Jesus, Jesus, because he's the greatest news in the world. Jesus will become real in your life when you remember every day that your old self has already died with him. Do you want to know why the cross is the mother load of all joy, the mother load of all satisfaction? Because it's there that our old self died. And I think what's rarely, if ever, stressed is the reality that we were there with Christ on the cross. That our death to self isn't a separate one from him, but rather the two were a concurrent, unified, Paul says, mystical reality. We were on the tree with him. We suffered with him. We died with him. That's why Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. And I've heard people make this statement. Well, I was kind of like the thief hanging next to Jesus. I did some naughty things, but he saved me. No, we weren't the thief hanging next to Jesus. Our death was much more up close and personal Oh, than that, we were in Christ hanging on his tree when he died. The same nail that went through his hand went through ours. He didn't simply die for us. He died as us. What died? When I say you died, what died? Because some of you say, I don't remember the nails. Well, our old inferior self died. Our old depressed self died. Our old sinful self died. Our old fearful self died. Our old anxious, unbelieving self self took the bullet. Our poverty died with him. Our sickness died with him. Every bit of darkness and disease that we once were died with him. Our old religious self was also crucified. The old victim self was crucified. The new us is happy. The new us is alive. The new us is full of love. The new us is full of faith. The new true self is prosperous, is bold, is overflowing with life and hope and peace and fruitfulness. The old critical introverted us is dead. The new self is completely restored to innocence. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say childlike innocence and trust. The new self is righteous, not guilty, entirely pleasing to God. The new self is pure and holy. The old self doesn't even exist any longer. Y'all, this is good. Do You know what that means? We can stop owning the old self as if it's still hanging around for us to kill. You know what religion is? It's a slow form of suicide. It's you trying to kill something, but the problem is it's already dead. We can stop owning fearful, anxious, frustrating thoughts that belong to the past and now 
We believe that we're in Christ, that Christ is in us. Negative or sinful feelings can, can come on. I get it. Feelings, remember? Feelings, right? We, we all got to deal with feelings. Feelings can come on strong, sometimes really strong. But that does not mean that you got to agree with your feelings. You don't even have to own them. Instead, agree that the old self died with Christ. Now, we're a recipient of new, resurrected emotions. We live by faith. Thank God we don't live by feelings. We live by faith. We live by truth, not by feelings, whether we feel it or not. In a few days, I'm going to have my good friend on here, Dwayne White, and I think we're going to talk about that, faith or feelings. Because the reality is some of you, you're drowning in feelings when you need to be setting your eyes on the truth. Whether we feel it or not, we're now one body, one spirit with Christ. And it's time for you to take a deep breath and just begin to rest in that reality. That's when you're going to feel his presence. Faith comes before the feeling. And faith is simply what? Trust. The flavor of faith is just trust. It's, it's rest. Believe that this death really took place. And watch, you'll stop. Hey, what's up? Xander here, and I'm one of the content creators here at Calvary. You can stay connected to Calvary in a variety of ways. Follow us on social media by searching Calvary Church CC on Instagram and Facebook. Want to check out our YouTube? Search Calvary Church and subscribe and turn on post notifications. The best way to stay connected, though, is by downloading the Calvary Church app. Go to the App Store and search Calvary Church CC. Download the app. Create your own profile and turn on notifications so that you're always in the know about all things Calvary. Trying to act like that old self. And maybe you'll start enjoying the new you. I want to tell you today can I can I give you a little can I give you a little homework on the podcast how about for the next seven days before I come back to you every day this week wake up and remind yourself that the cross is where your old self died <laughs> and this why do I say all of this because this revelation right here will prevent you from viewing your life with a warped perspective a jacked-up perspective, the way you're seeing everything through that messed-up lens. Can I give you another one real quick? I'm trying to give you three. Let me give you, let me give you one more, see if I got some time. I hope this is helping you today. Next week, I'm going to have a guest with me, but today it's just me. You just got to deal with me today. <laughs> the second thing I would say is this, if we're dealing with overcoming this inferiority feeling, it's this one here. You got to remember that God sees glorious things in you. Oh, you look at yourself, sometimes you say, I don't see glorious things. I want to remind you today what God sees. Most of us don't believe that truth. When I say that, some of you say, I, I, I can't believe it. We, we believe God. As a matter of fact, this is a big one. You believe God sees you as dirty. You believe God sees you as distant, far away. You don't see yourself as clean. You don't see God close. I love 1 Samuel 16. It says this, for the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance. Look at this. But God, he always looks at the heart. You picture David for a moment. As a matter of fact, if, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you can't, just close your eyes. And I want you to picture David when he was a shepherd boy. And 
Many who knew him in his pre-Goliath days would very likely have seen just an ordinary little old boy, one who lived at home with his parents and, and, and siblings, enjoyed the outdoors, uh, loved music. He's a musician, but, but, but uh, where others saw just a typical teenager, God saw a king. God saw a king in young David. He saw David's name being uttered in honor forever. You picture Moses now. Come on, get it in your imagination after he'd settled down comfortably in the desert with a beautiful wife. He's got children. He's got good in-laws. And he might have seen himself happily retiring now. And, and God had bigger plans for him. God had big dreams for him. God saw the Red Sea opening up before him and an entire Egyptian army being wiped out. You know, God saw in Moses the deliverer of his people. Now, would you do this? Step back a little less far. A little less far in time. See a boy who always wanted to fit in. Talk about inferiority. Nobody wants him on their team because, you know, he's a little uncoordinated probably. He's suited up, but he's rarely playing in the game. He struggled as much in the classroom as he did on the field. Reading did not come easy. Math never made sense. He grew into his teens and his 20s, and he suffers from an inferiority complex. He sees himself as a victim. He sees himself as powerless, never able to overcome those insecurities. But today, he's the lead pastor of Calvary Church. Several times a week, I get to stand in front of people and preach the gospel in person and online. And, 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 and he receives invitations, this guy, to, to speak in churches and conferences everywhere. And, and where he once struggled to read, he He's authored two books and a third to release in 2021, and he's launched a network of churches and, and wants to empower the local church with the gospel. And, he, and, and most importantly, he gets to raise his own kids with an empowered mindset, with victory over the issues that once plagued him as a kid. And in those early years, there was no way I could have ever convinced myself I couldn't see it in my mind or my imagination what God saw in me and the dreams that he had for me, God doesn't see as we see. God saw a young David, a king, anointed him one. God saw a meek Moses, a deliverer, drew him out of obscurity. God looks beyond what man sees and says some things about you and has dreams for you that are bigger than you can even dream, think, or imagine on your own. You Got to remember this every day when you're feeling those feelings of inferiority. Oh, I may feel this way, but I'm beginning to believe what God believes and get a picture of what God sees about me. And let me tell you something. That picture has to become so real that you cannot live outside of it. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you one more. I think there's time. I'm going to give you one more today on the podcast. It's this. You got to remember that that we must accept, you must accept yourself as God's creation. Come on. Some people, I think they've got delusions of grandeur while others have delusions of worthlessness. I'm telling you, it breaks my heart to hear people, young people talking today, just no worth, no worth on their life, no worth, no value. 
People are disgusted with themselves, direct their hatred toward God. And I see people, it's like they shake their fist at God, complain, why did you make me this way? Why do I look this way? Why am I this way? And God answers in Romans 9, he says, the thing molded will not say to the molder, why did you make me this way? The Lord wants us to accept Ourself as his creation. Why do you think David said this in Psalm 139? I love this. David said, I thank you because you made me in an incredible, beautiful, and wonderful way. And he said this, what you have done is wonderful. And I know this very well. David not only thanked God for creating him, but he also recognized he did a wonderful job doing so. Can I tell you today, we can acquire, I really believe, a, a, a healthy, strong self-image by remembering that God created you in your mother's womb and that you are wonderfully made. As I close the podcast today, I was thinking about several years ago, my wife, Kim. She's speaking to a crowd of women. And as she read that verse I just read to you, Psalm 139, verse 14. As she read these words, and I'm just believing that those of you that are listening, you'll hear these words, hear the voice in my voice today. She read these words. I thank you because you made me in an incredible, beautiful, and wonderful way. What you have done is wonderful. I know this very well. And she looked out, my wife, she saw countless women wiping away tears. And as Kim continued to declare the words of this psalm over the woman, she realized that, that many of them didn't know this. They didn't know this at all. And she watches many of these women right in that moment begin to believe what God believes about them. They begin, they begin to view themselves the way God sees them. And after service, after that event, one woman approached my wife and told her how much she appreciated it, but she admitted she didn't really ever hear anything, you know, past these words. What you have done is wonderful and I know it well, and she continued to explain to Kim that she had struggled her entire life to feel like she was the product of anything beautiful, deliberate, and wonderful. And she was the product, she said, of an unplanned pregnancy. And, and she had been told her entire life that she was a mistake. And she told Kim in that moment that she imagined God, <laughs> boy, get this picture, literally taking careful and intentional time and effort to create her in her mother's womb. And for the first time, she understood she was not unplanned. Listen, there may be accidental parents, but there are no such thing as accidental children. There may be illegitimate parents, but there are no such thing as illegitimate children. Your parents may not have planned you, listen to me, but your God did. And your parents may not have, you know, really thought this through, but believe me, God thought it through for the first time this woman she could say she was made in a wonderful incredible and beautiful way that's my prayer for you today in the podcast that you'd hear it for the first time she experienced God as her creator for the first time she could say watch I know this very well I don't want these words just bouncing around in your head I want you to know it in your heart I know it well and like David you can say I am wonderfully made does your soul know that today 
Does your soul know that? This is important because we're going to have to constantly say, we're going to have to counter some things that we hear. Uh, you're going to have to constantly open your mouth and talk back and, and say to every bad feeling, I'm wonderfully made and I know this very well. And say to every doubt, I'm wonderfully made and I know this very well. And say this you know, to every memory of walking away, feeling like the odd man out, the last one picked, you can still say, I'm wonderfully made and I know this very well. To every negative change, childhood experience, to every unfair criticism, to every lie that you believed about yourself, to every betrayal. I'm wonderfully made and I know this very well. It isn't what we say about ourselves that makes it true, but it's what God says about us. And you know what he says. Oh, as I close the podcast today, he says you're a party waiting to happen. You know what your father says? Angels rejoice over you and demons flee. You are are the righteousness of God in my son Christ. You have the mind of my son Christ. You are chosen by me. You're always on my mind and I think of you constantly. You know what your father says? You're accepted in the beloved. You know what your father says? Your days are appointed. You know what your father says? Your life is protected. You know what your father says? He says he loves you. He loves you, and his love for you is inescapable, insurmountable, and irrefutable. In other words, he never says, I love you, I love you not. I love you, I love you not. I love you, I love you not. No, he only says, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. So as I close the podcast today, remember, it isn't what I say about myself that makes it true. It's what God says. In the name of Jesus, I declare over everyone listening to this podcast that you overcome the truths of the gospel, inferiority feelings. As you've heard good news today, may faith come and may you begin to believe what God believes true about you. Next week, my special guest, Dwayne White, will be with us. We'll talk about his book, Hooperman. I didn't say Superman, I said Hooperman. What? What are we going to talk about? You better be here. I'll see you next week on the podcast. Hey, what is up? McKay is here, and I'm one of the pastors here at Calvary. I wanted to come on here quickly and invite all pastors and leaders to check out GCCM, Gospel Circle of Churches and Ministries. We love what's happening, and it's really a dream come true. Join us to have access to monthly connect calls, staff connects, gospel circles, new covenant worship, our message series, graphics, the custom GCCM app, and more. Make sure you check out gccm.cc today.